And we're back. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Sport Wheels Sports Excellence, Nova Scotia's number one stop for bicycles, baseball, lacrosse, volleyball, hockey, and more. Getting kids off the couch is their business. Stop by and see them at 209 Sackville Drive or visit them on the web at www.sportwheels.com. CA. At Sport Wheels, they're taking health and safety very seriously. If you're worried about social distancing, don't worry, they have you covered. From assisted shopping to web orders to curbside pickup, they have you covered. Remember, Sport Wheels Sports Excellence, helping you and your family stay active since 1947. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We're back. I am Justin Belanger, your host. You are listening to the High Button Podcast. Today on the podcast, Mavs Gillis. If you don't know who Mavs is, he is the local sport legend around here in the Maritime Provinces. He works for Eastlink. He's been covering sports uh, in and around this province for God knows how long. Um, I'm excited to talk to this guy, you know, in a, in a long, long form basis. And he's the definition of a person that you always run into at the rink and have a great conversation, but you always have to run because, you know, you're in the middle of a work day. You have to capture content and you have to get your job done. So I'm really excited here to sit down with Mavs and, and have a, you know, a good conversation with them on, on how he got into the sports business, how he got into this, uh, to this world that we call uh, sports and entertainment. Uh, so myself, Justin Dudes is going to be here. Mavs, of course, will be here. We hope you enjoy. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. All right, boys, we're going. We're just jumping into it. Mavs? Justin? Thanks for coming on the show. Matt? Mavs? It's good to be here. You were able to find your seat? I was I was, <laughs> I was, pleasantly able to find my seat. There you go. That was the idea. And the fact that it's now 29 degrees, <laughs> give a little wipe perfect. on that right there. Holy that's what we do. We look over the yeah. guests around here, you know? That's, that's perfect. That's perfect brand <laughs> placement, boys. Yeah. I can't believe you, you knew to find the side door. I texted you as soon as you got here. I said side door when you get here. As I click send, knock, knock, well, knock. You know what? I saw like the high-tech security you guys have on that spot. Me, said, all right, this is, <laughs> this is the entrance for a studio. <laughs> this is where, and speaking of studio, I know Matt Anthony was here before me. Two days ago. Two days ago, being in here. Boys, this is incredible. Is it? This is Thank you. absolutely awesome. I was, Appreciate watch, it. I was watching on Instagram. You guys were building this up. And to see around what you guys have, have created here is awesome. And it's just next step for you guys. That's what I love it's, to hear. That means a lot. This is fantastic. You never know because it's in a basement. You're like, what are people going to think when they no. first walk in? But that's been the reaction from no. uh, from Graham and Ants, two of the guys that have been in here. And we're happy with it. Yeah, guys. No, I mean, you you want to you want something that you're just able to get. You're able to just sit down and have a warm conversation with. This yeah. is perfect. Oh, it's unbelievable. This is perfect. You walk in, you feel welcome. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is my first podcast in here too. So, oh yeah. Is, uh, How do you yeah. feel? I've, I've never felt more at home in my life. It's good Even feels. at my own home. This yeah. is good. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. So, so Mavs, I was saying on the intro, you're. To me, you're the definition of the person that I've always wanted to sit down and have a, a lengthy conversation with, but you and I have never been able to do it because whenever we're at the rink, we're working. Yeah. So it's always a f quick five minutes. Hey, how are you? You know, how, what are you hearing here? What's going on here? And we always have to run and split the, the other way. But one thing I've always wanted to get into you or get in it with you is, you know, how you got into this business. I know that you've been in the business for quite some time now. Um, I know how myself, how I got involved in this, but I never heard your story on how you found the love for, for what you do because it, it shows. It's it goes back to being a kid. Yeah. It's always been it's always been like 
in the background, always something I want to do. Mm-hmm. It also goes to being in the blood because my grandmother is a Galvin, and her cousin, once removed, back home in Cape Breton, yeah, is a guy by the name of Danny Galvin. So with Danny Galvin, it was the voice of the Habs when they were winning cups in the seventies. No way. Wow. That's always kind of been like it's always kind of been pointed that way. It's like oh, you know. Danny Galvin, that's your grandma's cousin. So you're related. So it was always there was always something there. It was always there. It's in your blood. It's always yeah, it's always in the blood a little bit. So junior high, high school, just kept anytime there was a microphone, I found my way to it. In Cape Breton, Cape and Breton. Back in Cape Breton. Yeah. yeah. So back at Where about in Cape Breton. So it was in Sydney River. Okay. Yeah. Hey, so, my mom's from Sydney River. Okay. Sydney River High the the, so Riverview High, yeah, Riverview yeah. High. My mom went yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Uh, the low, the color's red, right? Red, yeah. red. My red, I have red and what? Yeah, no the red way. And white. So yeah, shit. so Riverview was yeah, Riverview was big for me because it you know it was a school that was that it let me do some some stuff and again it was it was a lot of fun there. But Ronnie Shaw, who's the was the assistant coach of the Capers basketball team, okay, was also a gym teacher at Riverview. My first day on campus at UCCB now CBU. I run into him at a rugby practice. I say, "What's what's the situation with your basketball announcer?" He's like, "I don't know, but I'll let you know. I'll let you know tomorrow." So that was the end of the rugby career, and away we went to uh, away we went to announcing announcing sports as kind of a job. So I spent five years with the Capers there. Wow. John Ryan, that athletic department man, it, that was it's a top notch top notch place. It's a small little athletic department. Yeah. There was five five sports at the time. Girls and guys soccer, yeah. Girls and guys basketball and volleyball, yeah. And as they've built over the last, you know, John Ryan's <laughs> the athletic director there now from still a eh? 2002 to to now. It was his first year there. They have won, you know, they've brought home national titles. They've they've uh, been a West champions in almost all these sports. Volleyball is no longer there, and you might see it back someday. Who yeah. knows? But what they were able to build there and to be to be in on that and they you know had me announcing had me promoting kind of brought me along in my couple of years there so it kind of the passion went from there yeah moving to Halifax getting involved with Phil Curry and Atlantic University sport all the events there have you guys have you guys had Phil have you ever met Phil Curry on this I don't think so. Uh, I don't think okay. so. Phil's the executive director of Atlantic University sport he's and also was Head of football NS for a long time, long time high school coach. Yeah, he'd be wow. a great, he'd be a great guy for you to have. Absolutely, in here yeah, for sure. Where's he? Like where's he? Yeah. He's, he's here in Halifax. Is he? Yeah. yeah, he's here in Halifax. He's a he's a North End Halifax guy, and he love to have. Yeah, him. he's he'd be good. But him and uh, his partner now wife Corinne, yeah, very instrumental in, in kind of helping me uh, find my way when I got to Halifax, being involved with AUS, getting involved with St Mary's. That turned into. Announced it for the Rain Men, which then parlayed into uh, being play-by-play on Haligonia. Yeah. So we started streaming those games the second year back in <laughs> – that was first year PBL. So that was – Wow. 2000 – Early. 2007, 2008 or something like that. Wow. So then that grew into Haligonia Sports, yeah. which is, you know, what you guys are doing right now, this is – if it was – if it was – Ten years forward, Haligonia would have been this type of thing. Yeah, right. They were they were doing, they were ten years before their time. Okay, they were doing a morning show. There was all kinds of video content coming out of there. They had some some great names out of there, like Heidi Petrachik on CTV. Yeah, she was doing a morning show there at Haligonia. No. But again, it was like wow. two, it was like two thousand eight. So 
we didn't have any of these. Yeah, that's what I mean. It wasn't handheld yeah, then. Exactly. That's half the business right there. Ex- ex- oh, big time. Big hey, time. Hey, how was the game? Yeah. Right, you know, right exactly. up to your face. We always say that we we jumped into this at the right time, we feel, because we have everything at our fingertips now to make it successful, but it's only going to get crazier. You know what oh. I mean? So. It's a whole new level. It's like expansion era in NHL. We, it's gone from like 18 to 30 teams. Yeah. And it's just opened up a whole new avenue for yeah. for media. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so like Haligonia, then it turned into uh, a talk with my brother. I was kind of going between Haligonia and doing Rainman, AUS, all kinds of stuff there. Yeah. It turned into SportsStream.ca with Bill McLean, no, yeah. no, yeah. Lo- no longer with us. You he did a lot of our senior baseball yes. games, man. He was a wicked, wicked guy. Yeah, Bill. You know, Bill's a guy that we we worked uh, we worked hand in hand. They there. were Community One at one point too, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. So he took he took a lot of the AUS stuff to Community One. Okay. And so that's where that kind of flourished there. So he Sweet. built he built that up, and I and you know that was a you know I know we're we're East Link there, Bell. So there's there's always this. Yeah. This rivalry and comp- competition. Oh, yeah. But with Bill and his passing, that I think that really, you know, it's it hurt everybody. Yeah, for in, sure. In As the, a collective thing. Yeah. Yeah. But for them, it was kind of like their rock was gone at that point, mm-hmm. and it really, really sunk, put them back so many steps because of Bill's passion. He's like the one guy that I think I I remember the most. For trying to like push sports in the Maritimes, it didn't matter, man. He was going to Newfoundland for the national championships. Yeah. He literally everything. I can go on YouTube right now, and o- the only games that I had that we I can see myself is what the ones that he did. I could tell. Do you, you know what I mean? I we were this was a sports stream thing around around while we were near the end of the the, the sports stream stuff. Get a uh, get a phone call from Bill, and we had this little little like computer, like it was a. It wasn't a MacBook, but it was like just a, just a little yeah. notebook, a little Acer or something. Yeah, a little Acer thing. Yeah. That was yeah, our yeah, streaming yeah, yeah, computer yeah, yeah, with yeah. a camcorder and mics. <laughs> we got the phone call. I was like, "Well, guys, uh, got bad news. Uh, was covering a little league game just for the just for the you know to give the kids that big league experience." And uh, well, foul ball, and uh, we're gonna need a new computer. No, so, yeah, so that, oh, and we're sitting there, we're like, man, we were gonna do like we were doing ice jam in the summer, like we were we were calling those games yeah. off of this computer, doing all that. It's like, yeah, she's uh, she's a little hiatus now because we need a new computer. So that was <laughs> the little league the little league game. It. The little league game did it. They probably felt so bad. Yeah, too. put SportsStream on on uh, on ice for a little bit. So. <laughs> All yeah. from one foul ball. One, one, you know what? Kid was probably just so happy he made contact. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Next thing you know, On camera, kid. too. Yeah. Oh, I got a big hit. <laughs> Boom. Camera. There yeah, it goes. Exactly. He had been telling everybody yeah. he made contact for weeks. For, yeah. First, <laughs> first time he made contact, he just pops it up. He's excited. He's running the base. Umpire's trying to tell him, hey, come on back. Foul ball. Game's over. Because, yeah, no more uh, streaming of that. But uh, That's a good story. Yeah, that's, that's Can you imagine how frustrated ones. you'd be using a, just a small Acer right now? Oh, well. Imagine Eastlink. Oh. Running the whole pro- the whole the whole show just from the little Acer. Just from the little Acer. I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't want, think so. I don't know. That's not happened. When we were that's at that right. game in Cole Harbor and you took me in that truck there and you showed me the setup that Eastlink. Absolutely. Yeah. I wish you came, dudes. The, you you should. I don't even know how to explain it. So look at all the curtains around us. Yeah. Imagine all these curtains being TV monitors, yeah. oh, and yeah, then I've one just, person yeah. monitoring six TVs at once. If it's anything yeah. like what you see on like TV and shit, it was, it's the whole deal, man. How it's confident do you feel deal. going into a, you know, a, a game knowing that you have a team behind you in a truck that's in your ear willing Mass- to help you? How, how, how good do you feel? Massively. Yeah. You're going, I'm going in and I'll be run- again. I kind of have my routine when I'm at Scotiabank center center corner where I'm running around the rink. Yeah. 
And if I need anything, I can just I'm talking into my mic. I get the answer in my ear, and then away we go. So, what's so, something like for an example? Like, what would you ask? Like, what do you need from the truck? What's uh, something that you'd need? any any time? If I'm looking, look, there's a lot of times where I'm completely on my feet, all over the rink, and I hear, oh, I hear the crowd go nuts because there's a goal, yeah, and it's going to be the game winner. It's like, guys, and I'm listening again, and I'm hearing, of course, play by play. So I'm picking up who scored, right? But five minutes later, and I'm trying to pick my post game interview. It's like. Who was that that scored again? Yeah. And then it's rated, you know, I, I could I can go here yeah. or I can go quick and then graphics got me. So that's so. funny. It's funny that you say that because I find that to be one of the most challenging things. And once since we started the avenue of doing like in-game highlights and and posting them as the game happens, him and I are, are always like, OK, you listen. You know what I mean? Because I have to type. And then I find like two minutes later, I'm like, man, who was that? Because now I'm filming somebody else. Right. It's yeah. one of the hardest things. But if we could just go. Hey, who was that? But obviously, it's just yeah. two of us at that point, so it's easier to communicate. But it's just funny you said that. That's what it reminded me of. That it's, a, it's an avalanche. It just keeps coming and coming and yeah. coming. You know. So I'll um, give you a funny story. Yeah. This year at the was it Ice Jam we were doing when we were filming for yeah. Neil Ice Jam. Yeah. So we're at the Ice Jam. Dudes is filming for Neil's company, Three Six Five Live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm at the Thunderbirds game in the city downtown, and I'm working on the Thunderbirds game. I'm doing interviews there, but the Ice Jam, they have games till 10 o'clock at night probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I didn't. I was getting a ride home from dude, so I somehow got my way back to BMO. And I'm back at BMO. It's the semifinals or something, and there's one kid on PEI maybe. That had was like, the New Brunswick team. New Brunswick yeah. team had a really good game. Patrick. Dudes, okay, number 14, blah, blah, blah. Go interview him. Here's what he did. Here's how many assists he got. Here's the game-winning goal he got. And then I just went on the ice. I didn't even watch the game, and I'm out there saying, hey, great game. I noticed he did this, this, this. So, like, dudes is kind of our truck. It was Luke Patterson. Dudes is kind of our truck. Dudes dudes a stat guy. Yeah, he's a Luke Patterson from the Mountain Hawks, and number 88, he scored a hat trick. And I remember he was dynamite. And that's what I did. I said, Belly, yo, go interview this guy, 88 Patterson. He had a hat trick. They won this, blah, blah, blah. Go, And that's what he did. He just went out there. Well, that's, I was like straight from the lacrosse game, and you know what? And that's <laughs> but that also goes back to how much of a teamwork it is sure. with broadcasting. Yeah, for sure. One of my, I remember the interview at NSCC to get into radio TV arts. It was uh, a ex-military guy. Yeah. There was five. There was five of us, and the ex-military guys giving answers like, "How important? How do you work in a team?" And it's like, "I work great in a team. Oh, you know, I I, I do my best to contribute." Da, da, da. And it comes down to this guy's like, "Yeah." I'm, I'm an individual. I don't work well with a team. I never saw him again because he didn't get in the program. So that was <laughs> good I, on him for being <laughs> honest, though. He was right? honest. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, I don't work well with a team." And yeah. Steve Melanson, who I he was the uh, the instructor at the time, said after that, "It's like, well, you know, TV and uh, radio is very much a team atmosphere." And I was like, huh. <laughs> I don't think I want to see you again there. But, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I think this might be yeah. your last uh, class yeah. there, pal. Exactly. It's, it's it's crazy how quick you learn that lesson. Oh yeah, it's it's insane how quick you learn that lesson. Yeah. You know, like going into situations where you know you don't know the information and you need someone to rely on. Like you know, I, I don't think I preach you enough, dudes. But you know, there'll be times where not that I get paranoid about it, but we'll walk into a tournament like the Ice Jam. And there'll be people that I've already had a conversation with in the back of my head. I completely forgot about it. And dudes will go make sure. Hey, dudes, you know, Justin, you know, yeah. you've talked to this, this guy last year. Sucks. Remember his kid plays Pee Wee AAA and his dad owns this company. Remember that. So it, it's crazy how much you need to know these things going into the business that we're going into. Because every, like, we've had 220 whatever podcast. And there's some guys on the podcast that sometimes I'll forget what we even talked about. It's, it's amazing. crazy it's how you need to know. It's an amazing feat that he is able to forget that, you Boy, know. Boys, all the time. Good. All, that makes me feel so good knowing that. All the time. Good. I, I'm at Ardmore today having breakfast, and some guys look at me, and I'm thinking, 
I might have interviewed him. I might have not. <laughs> I'm just gonna. So I, I am right just. I, I, <laughs> hey, how, that little he- head tap. Oh, little, that go, that does oh, wonders, man. Eh, in the yes. society. I feel so good. The right head now. tap. No, all <laughs> it's the not time. Not just me. All right. And 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 I'll have kids that'll come up to me. God bless them. They'll be like, Hey, you interviewed me three years ago on track and field. Like, yeah, it was a heck of an interview. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I I I. You know what? I'm i but. Then you'll have it, but you'll, I'll have a kid that'll come up and be like, "Yeah, you interviewed me two years ago." I was like, "Oh yeah." It's like, "Yeah, I'm the kid that I said, you know, well, I I started the race and then I made the turn and then I ran fast and I won." You like, remember, yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, I remember you now." That was <laughs> yeah. a great interview. Yeah, I that just watched fantastic. it the other day. Exactly. I just yeah. kept going left and yeah. kept going left, and I, I won. All of a sudden, yeah. the the and, and buzzer went. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you'll get. And there's a kid. I remember there was a kid that was talking about a turkey bagel or something like that that and he just kept talking about his turkey bagel in so the interview in the interview yeah about how that was the key to his pregame turkey bagel turkey bagel so the next day at school <laughs> apparently all the kids were talking about his turkey bagel so i guess that's how you get a nickname yeah, turkey bagel exactly. turkey how old bagel. was he this she? was a high school kid back uh two years ago in football i think it was that's so. crazy to think too because if you i remember i had one interview when i played hockey in high school and it was the hardest thing i had to do up until that point in my life was be on the spot and give a correct answer and now it's kind of like reversed where we're the ones asking the questions and i find i find it equally as hard yeah it's you know what and that's it's something that brett at eastlink talks to me about how he, they say, you got the rapport with the kids to kind of yeah true. just have that little conversation and it's the best part is the the pre-interview yeah. Sometimes it's also the most frustrating part because some of these hockey guys you were mentioning yeah. some of these hockey guys have <laughs> the greatest personality in the world. And then they get and you guys you guys know as well. Yeah. Red light comes on and yeah. that's it. Yeah. Well, there the personality's gone. And then it's how'd the interview go? Oh, it was all right, man. It was all right. But again, you're on the spot. Yeah. And it is hard. Yeah. So it is trying to ensure that the kids are comfortable and that's it. new for kids yeah. too like when we played they didn't have the shit penalty box cam and all that stuff and but like interviews and intermissions and stuff and yeah you see it and it seems easy because <clears> the pros <throat> are like just whipping yeah. off answers but it's like it's tough and it's like think about being a 15 year old introvert or whatever they call it, and you have you barely talk to people in your life yeah. mm-hmm. and then now all of a sudden you're you know it's on like everybody knows what east link it is yeah. they're not gonna be like what's this for you know yeah. i was on east link one to watch trying to stay humble here yeah. and i have it on tape and i watch myself when i cringe because i was so like what you're saying just that was good and don't want to thank my line mates jake bowling brandon bootlier i was okay and i watch myself and i'm like justin that was an opportunity to show who you really were other than just a hockey player and i will and i, and I still see it today and it, it, it's frustrating i forget who it was from the thrash well the thrashers and it was was talking about how uh it, it was the the four black players yeah. and one of them and how he looked back an interview where CNN had all four of them. Yeah. And he watched it and he felt, you know what? We really didn't represent ourselves well. We we didn't really seize the moment of how historic this was. Mm. And we stuck to the cliched hockey answers. And he talked about how he wanted to use his platform more to talk about diversity in hockey. And that's, you know, that's a that's an example of yeah. you look back and think, man, that was, there were was some opportunities there to actually, you know. And talk you can prep all you want. And, yeah. and even if you know it's coming. It's like, you know, a couple of days before the event, you're like, okay, this is what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden the event hits and you're kind of like, okay, like now it's the time. And you, all of a sudden you freeze up, right? Well, that's the, that's the beautiful thing because there's always three speeches and three interviews you give. There's always three. Yeah. There's the one you prepare, the one you do, and the one you wish you did. So that's, <laughs> that's always – you're always going to have those three speeches, interviews, the whole – you're you're always – 
always be True. working on those three. So that's I can think of a couple yeah, things already that, yeah. that when you said that, I'm like, yeah. yes, man, that's yeah. it. Um, that's just vet. This is being a veteran. I was just going <laughs> to say, that's just being a veteran. Well, that's just, that's my next question. Yeah. You know, when you were young in this game, like as we are, mm-hmm. what's one of the biggest lessons that you learned coming into, you know, I'm sure there's tons of guys that want your position, but what's your thing that you think you've been able to, to last this, this long? I think there was, I mean, there was just kind of being, being a, a good dude has kind of, kind of helped out a lot. That's kind of been the, the lesson I picked up. I mean, I can remember, I can remember there being a guy that, you know, you, you remember a guy being a bit of a dick. Yeah, yeah you, you always think, do. You think, I don't want to be like that. And you hear other stories and you're like, okay, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to go down that path. I want to go down this path. And you, you, you take a bit of knowledge from every encounter you have. For sure. As well, like uh, coach of the women's capers, Fabian McKenzie. He'll talk about going to uh, conferences or any type of type of coaching seminars. Mm-hmm. And he would often say, well, if I take one thing out of the whole thing, it was worth it. Absolutely. And that's exactly, you know, you take yeah. one thing, it's worth it. So you simplify it down to right to that yeah. exact point and it kind of starts to make sense. And I find even your mind would open up a little more if you're not trying to take everything. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to take a couple points, right? Yeah. One thing that works for you, man. That's you take that and you're good. It's not hard to be a good guy. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really not that's hard true. to be a good yeah. guy. And I found that like we've had a lot of encounters too, where like you know people didn't know who we were or whatever, and you just explain to them. But you're very polite, and you look them in the eye, and you shake their hand, and you tell them exactly, honestly, what's going on, and they'll you, they let you in the rink mm-hmm. nine times out of ten. You yeah. know what I mean? But if you were like, "What do you mean you're not going to let me in?" Blah blah, blah. I'm a fucking business this and that. They're just like, mm, "Well, I was I was telling the story. I think when I think it was Graham who was on the podcast, we tried to get into Eastland or not Eastland." centennial the other day mm-hmm. to film why not mic him up and yeah. the lady said no i'm sorry sir you're not allowed in i said no not a problem i'm just happy to be here i'll, I'll kind kindly leave yeah. and by me just not showing any conflict just you know agreeing with what she said she said oh, you know what you seem like a nice man i'm gonna let you in just go to the back there by the zamboni entrance you can film for 10 15 minutes mm-hmm. no problem and just by not putting up a stink saying oh, what the hell are you talking about i want to come in and film this is my job i need to make money what are you talking about no no problem i'll, I'll leave I, it's fine and when you do things like that, I, I notice that, you know, everywhere we go at the rink. Oh, absolutely. The one thing, you know, with the high button sports, we're definitely not, you know, we're somewhat known, but there's definitely times where people are like, who are you? What are you doing here? And, you know, go away. And I just always noticed that whenever we were kind, polite, and just said, okay, not a problem. We'll kindly leave. It almost led to, you know what? It's okay. Just come on in. Just be quiet. It's almost like they're testing yeah. you, right? You know, exactly. Yeah. Who are you it, really? It works. Right? Yeah. Exactly. There's, yeah. There's, there's sometimes... You can you can get by just making it look like you belong there. But if you like if you can show, you know, you, you know how to work yeah. and you're not going to, you know, you're you're going to be a pro about it. Yep. Hey, they're they're more than they're more than happy to usually, you know, yep. make accommodations for you. Yep. I mean, we had a situation with uh, with Crosby and the uh, Stanley Cup being a Cole Harbor place. Really? Where. We we didn't realize that you had to pick up the media credentials the day before. So okay. who do you pick them up from? We pick them up from the Penguins. So the Penguins got a guy there, and I'm there with my buddy Alec Cook, who's my camera op. And Alec, I, you guys, I think we met at, at the Mem at, Cup. At I Mem Cup with yeah. Alec. Yep. You guys got to meet him. So I, we're like, okay, so we'll just try to capture the spirit of the thing. Go around and I thought, wait a minute, I've got the NHL Blue Book on my laptop back in the car which is the nhl media directory so i go back in the car 
I find the NHL media directory and I'm in the Pittsburgh Penguins section. I'm like, okay, there's three communication numbers listed and I just, eeny, meeny, money, mo. And I call the Pittsburgh number, leave a message. Five minutes later, get a call back and it's the guy. He's like, yeah, I'm here in Halifax. Meet me here and we'll be able to get your get your credentials and get you set up. So we were set to go on that What? Time. Now, the, the again... Now, sometimes you just sometimes you do crack an egg to get to make an omelet because at the end of this thing, after the whole ceremony, there's a scrum going on with Crosby, and he's asking, he's answering all kinds of standard hockey questions. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, if I get the chance, there's not going to be a word. He's not one a, hockey question. He's he's been asked. He's been asked everything. Yeah. Let's let's throw the the twelve to six at him. So. <laughs> The media guy that gave us the press pass, it's like, okay, that's it. And so everyone's dispersing. And this one street teamer from, I think it was Hot Country 103.5, goes up to Sydney and starts talking to a boat like, hey, you uh, you want to bring the Stanley Cup to a beach party for Hot Country 103.5 tonight? I'm thinking, myself, okay, okay, all right. Let it unfold. I just I, This is going on. This is going on. And so the media guy is trying to get... Getting frustrated trying already. to get trying to get her away <laughs> and i give i give old boy cook the look i'm like spark it up so camera comes up up comes the mic one two steps in boom hey sydney uh your teammate jeff zakoff he took uh the water he took the stanley cup down a water slide yesterday uh we're at cool harbor place it's a real hot day you can do the same and boom like and so we get the quick we get the quick one-on-one with Crosby no. on that, which is, again... That's a big moment. It's a big moment. So, Cooks get it, and I quick follow-up, you know, you got the cup, you make the rules. Like, yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, best <laughs> of luck. As if he needs any more luck. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, we wrap it up, and then I look out of the corner of my eye, and it's Buddy that gave us the press pass, and he was giving us the look of death he's like it's over i'm like all right yeah yeah, sorry 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 so we got out of there and the whole time cook and i are like man i'm like we just robbed the bank we just we just we just got that we robbed the bank that's what it feels like yeah it was great so yeah it was (laughs) so what did he say anything to you or was who the media guy guy, no no he's just like it's over and actually as they were driving away (laughs) i i gave i gave him a wave just a a wave and a thanks he, no. he he did not smile. The man no. did not return the smile. No, but, but again, what he's dealing what, with. But again, what he's dealing with. I, I guess you know, hat tip to him. But it was a, uh, you know, that that whole cat and mouse game of it. Yeah. So we we took the moment at that point to. to oh do man, it. you got to take that moment. Yeah, you exactly, have to. Exactly. It doesn't matter if the guy put you in cuffs. You, yeah. you take that moment. As I say, you know, I come from a football background. Hole opened up. We got to plunge into the goal line yeah. right there. So absolutely, we, we did that. it's like. And at that point too, I don't know how early in the in your career that was, but that's is going to be a defining moment yeah. in your head. We had the same thing at the Mem Cup with Noah Dobson. We we were media at the Mem mm-hmm. Cup, and we didn't. I mean, we kind of knew the rules, but it wasn't like specific. So, anyways, we went out on the bench before the game. Sportsnet's all out there, so like yeah. this is this is a big ass moment for yeah. us. And, and obviously, we're not thinking of what the repercussions are going to be. And we pull two guys over during warm up for 
just like the real time. You know what I mean? Like the biggest. You knew, you knew this. I didn't know this. This is amazing. You didn't know this? I didn't know this. This is incredible. This oh, man. So anyway, we we did it. We did uh, Heinem first. Yeah. And then Dobson came over. And yeah. And it was like, you know what I mean? You see this shit. Uh, absolutely. Uh, in the big time. Absolutely. Right? They pull over and warm up. They do the squirt of water. Yeah. Their, their teammates fuck with them. That kind of, and so we did that, and we're like, I'm telling you, man, we are cloud nine. It's the biggest moment in high button history. Blah blah blah. I can't believe we just pulled, it. and he kept it together. We it was yep. clean. We were up on the screen. Anyways, we leave, and the media guy, we're sitting in the in the war room downstairs where we always met up. Yep. We would have got away with it if we didn't go to the war room and start editing. Yes. Yeah. So we started editing, and, and he, and he came takes over. a look over. Yeah. His shoulder. He did. He looked at our computer. <laughs> yeah. So he goes, boys, not again. And we're like, ha, ha, ha. Like, we're still yeah. on cloud nine. We're like, whatever, yeah. buddy. Like, yeah. peasant, leave. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, seriously, he's like, you guys aren't allowed back there. So then for now on, because of our red vests, anytime we went anywhere, oh, we, had the we got guys on. But yeah. we ended up meeting but. the guy after the whole Mem Cup. Yep. Everybody was at the ale house, and we were lucky enough to go with the trophy and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we met up with the guy. I bought him a couple beer. We hashed things out. We told him why we did it. He understood. He loved us. But it was his job. It. You know what I mean? Sportsnet exactly. owned the rights, technically, is what they yeah. said. So, yeah. but like that was our moment. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? It was I like, wow. It. I I love it, boys. I can't I, believe you didn't, I, know, I didn't that. know that. I didn't know that. I got to. I wonder oh, if I can pull it up. I, I'm gonna have to see that. That. Oh my god. Uh, I don't even know. I can't even describe that, the feeling I had. Like it was so exhilarating. You know yeah. what I mean? But I could. No one that did it could understand unless you well, unless you did it. And that's why we do this. Yeah. That's exactly why we do this. I don't. It's you know what? It's and, not on YouTube. It's on Instagram, and it's too far back. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll send it. I, to I will. You. I will look at that. That is incredible. Well done. Yeah. Well it was just like, done. And you know what? It wasn't. It wasn't even the fact that we were like, let's go. Let's go test the waters here. It was just She's like, just let's. Like, this well, this hey, would let's, be cool. Let's go do it. And because we knew, we exactly. kind of had a connection. We knew Heinem. Mean, he's a good yep. buddy of ours, and we didn't know Dobson at the point, but. He, he was liking all of our stuff on Instagram. Yeah, so, like, so he, he was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And they, they didn't seem bothered by it at all. And it worked out for us because they ended up winning and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So it wasn't a distraction. Yeah. But yeah, man, just thinking about it fires me up. That's right? awesome. That's yeah, that's yeah. Just thinking, you know what? <laughs> yeah. deep I'll tell you that Memorial Cup experience. Oh, man. Do you remember what I said to you in the final game? You and me were sitting right there. And not the Zamboni entrance, but the opposite end. Mm -hmm. And I sat you and me were standing there and I looked at you and I said, Man, we're so lucky we get to do this for a living, huh? Absolutely. I remember always Absolutely. saying that to you and thinking, you know, that's right. Like, yeah. well, we I, get to do this. You know, I think, and again, like Kevin, Kenzie, Pat McNeil, who's around. Pat's a guy, I don't know if you guys got the Zoom or Skype. He's a guy you should have on here, too. Sweet. Um, we were thinking, like, you know, and then my wrestling head kicks in. It's like, this is like being in developmental next to Mania and seeing all, seeing the big show going on seeing everything and just mm -hmm. being there, just taking it in and thinking, all right, so that's where we want to be. That's, exactly. you know, like Kevin was doing, uh, he did a th an interview with uh, Jody Shelley and was it Jody? Yeah, it was Jody. Yeah. They did a, they did a, a, a gimmick down there. And then Kenzie, she followed around, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sloan? Is it Tara? Yeah. Tara Sloan? Yeah. Oh, she yeah. she that, followed yeah. around Tara Sloan and got to, got to, uh, job shadow her. It was like, what? It was, yeah. There's some legends there that week. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That was, oh, that was one of the best experiences I've had doing this. Oh my God. And just sure. like, and, f and you got to think about from a fan aspect too. Mm -hmm. Like you, if I was buying tickets, I was going to the games regardless, whether we were working or whether I had to buy tickets. So to be able to, to watch the game at the level that we were able to up in the press box, you could go on the ice after when they won. It was just like, 
that's what I mean. It didn't feel like work. It was like I'm going to work, and then after you leave and you're talking about the game and all this and all, it just felt like you were a kid again, you know? Yeah, it was that was a blast and a half, and the catering was good too. So that's plus. <laughs> that's plus. A one. Don't even a get one. him going on the food. A one. You guys are the same brain yeah. too. Yeah, the food. Uh, is that's the food? half the business that's is getting, getting the free food. <laughs> that's that's the AJ Walling School of Media right there. You guys know AJ, right? He no. Was, he's a guy that used to be in. Uh, he well, he 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 used to have be on TSN for Atlantic Canada. And yeah. Alex J Walling was kind of the voice. Oh, I remember for Atlantic, that name. Yeah, for the yeah. voice for Atlantic Canadian Sports. But you you wouldn't find you know he would come to the press conference, and the first thing he go to is the buffet table and grab a couple <laughs> sandwiches and some cookies and that's the after yeah. a while they're thinking why what's wrong with him he doesn't yeah. go to the food yet that's yeah. what I always say to dudes like if this doesn't work out let's just keep doing it because we're getting into places for free and we're getting free food exactly. so like if we're not gonna make a living off it all right but we get to go to free sporting events and we get fed so why not keep doing it that's half the life all right I think half of the reason food. I like it so much is because I wish somebody followed us. When I, we were when we were younger, you know what I mean. I always like I say, said yeah. to you, I brought up the penalty yep. box cam about yep. the major midget games because that's when when I would have been on camera. But <laughs> it's it just would have been like, I mean, you get amped up for it. You ask any of the kids, they're no one's extra nervous. They're more fired up to be on TV. They're more fired up to potentially get that towel. Like I was pissed. You got the towel around the interview when you guys did it. It Was my decision not to go. <laughs> but once I seen the towel, I was like, damn it, I missed my shot Didn't, again. You I know? got your towel, though, that right? Was the one. All right, I gave good, it to good, him. Good, I gave it to him. No worries. But that's so it's like. I think a lot of the love is obviously for the game and sports themselves, but getting to allow these kids to have the memories later on down the line, I'd love to look back and <coughs> excuse me, look at any game that we played, even you know, even if I didn't play. So I, the memories of it is is crazy. I think that's goes to kind of the importance of what we're doing mm -hmm. at East Link right now, especially with high school sports, and really going after these stories. We've been telling their stories on. A couple of our news programs, but being there, like on the football sidelines, kid makes an, an interception, and I'm going over talking cornerback with him, and he's he's talking football live on TV, and then afterwards, after he's done, the cameras following him, and the shotgun mic is picking up his teammates saying, "Hey, did you talk about me? Did you talk about me as well?" <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, this yeah. is this. There's so they much. Love it. Yes, and especially you know major midget. You guys would have loved it to be uh, to be. Oh on my god, the major man! Midget. To be that like your picture been, in the yeah. newspaper was the biggest thing at that point. Oh, you know? yeah. walk around with the newspaper well, in school. Yeah, Chronicle or the Daily News. That's if it. We go back that far. Exactly. That, man. My dad kept them all. I, mean, I was looking at yeah. them last night. I'm telling you, that was the dream. Yep. That's your memory, and it's nice to have those. But now, like, say for when the Max won Atlantics last year, who are they? Were they ever going to get that on film? All that, all that stuff. If we weren't there, probably not. Now yeah, they have it for life. You right? guys did a great job on that too. You guys did a fantastic job. Yeah, Thank I'm you sure for that. That was. You know, as I say, we, we get stuck. We get stuck in our schedule at like on a normal year. <laughs> our schedule, we'd get the queue probably last week. Yeah. And then we'd just start plotting out dates yeah. and saying, all right, from September to March, yeah. this is what we have every Friday slash <laughs> Saturday. And then we wait for MHL. We wait for Major Midget, wait for high school. Yeah. And then just fill out the landscape from there and yeah. go. So, yeah, and it's like, well, there it goes. It's like, all right, major midget's done. What's next? Oh, we got MHL tomorrow. So do you guys all yeah. gather in like a big war room and you kind of go over your options and the dates and, what, and what's well, going on? With with the the queue kind of dictates how it goes because yeah, we'll, say, yeah. we'll have three. We've got our three teams, Charlottetown, Cape Breton, Halifax. Right. And we'll do Friday games. So whatever home games are on Fridays between those three, yeah. that's when we'll start kind of. 
It yeah, revolves around that. Yeah. yeah, and then it's making Friday sure, night hockey. Yeah, making sure we got the fair balance of teams. And one of my yeah. favorite things you've ever done, well, not favorite, but just most mm-hmm. memorable, mm-hmm. is when you interviewed uh, the gentleman that played for Cape Breton. I think his mom just passed away. Declan Smith. And it was one of your best. It was such a simple question, but you delivered it in such a way that was so powerful. Were you nervous yeah. at all before delivering the, the question? I, you know, the nervous part of it for me was waiting at center ice with him. Yeah. Because it was such an emotional moment, and I know we're doing, you know, our play of the game, and then we're into our three stars, and we're it's just Declan and I, and his teammates are all waiting on the blue line. That was a great gesture as well. Yeah, awesome. Awesome, because they were with him the entire way. That whole team really supported him well. And, you know, before even, like, when he came over before the interview, I gave him a big hug, too, because it was like, How do you not? Exactly. It's, you know, knowing what he's gone through. Yeah. Um, and it was like, it's, you know, you're just waiting. And again, I'm hearing in my ear what's going on. Yeah. But the whole arena is dead silent. And I don't want to, I don't want to keep Declan as that long because it's, you know, I don't know what he, I don't know what he's, I could, he never, could break down at any second. I could never know what he's going through. Yeah. And he's a constant Ever. pro for being able to, you know, come up with the answer he did. And it was just, let's, Let's you know ask the question. Yeah. Let him go be with his buddies. Yeah, that's all. You, yeah, that's, that's it. You know, it's not. It's more than that. I could feel watching it on YouTube. I could feel the, the, the not tension, the ten, yeah. but mm-hmm. you, you could just feel it. And I couldn't imagine being on that ice. What you felt? And, and one, yeah, it was like it must have been heavy. It was. It was very heavy. But it was also like a moment of triumph because you you know we've got the highlight and him pointing up to the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's for you, mom. And you're thinking, man, like for this kid right now, after the, you know, the hell he's gone through yeah, to be able to get back on the ice, score the game winner late, that's got to be with his, you know, with his friends, there's got to be a relief to him there. It's true. Definitely and triumph. Yeah. You know, so that was. Is there, there, there'll never be a goal that he scores that'll ever mean more than that one. You know? Never. It's just like, uh, that's what I was going to say when you were saying that the, the fact that, you know, and they're still young kids. That's what people forget about the Q, man. Is they're still young kids, you know what yeah. I mean? What are they? The oldest is twenty. To be able to just like put that on the back burner, not necessarily on the back burner in a disrespectful way, but just being able to seclude that whole situation and go out there and put your team first, and you know what I mean, and, and succeed like that is is insane. Yeah. It's it's not easy to do because, like you said, you, you there's no way you could ever know what he was going through. No, not a chance. I love no. that stuff. And, Those and are my favorite stories. You know, and that and again. There was something in, in me that week, because I, you know, knowing what was going on, was like, I, you know, I wear a couple bright suits. <laughs> I have those bright suits, and I thought, this, not the time. This is uh, something's. G- if this is gonna happen, the way it's, the way it, Hollywood would have it happen, mm-hmm. I'm not wearing a bright, bright orange suit next to this guy with this, with what's going on. Exactly. And it's, you know what? It was three three. Seven minutes left, and everyone in the whole building is like, Declan's going to score. No. Declan's going to score. This is this is what's going to happen. And sure enough, two minutes later, boom. I believe in that, that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even – I'm not – that's – I got goosebumps just li- like that whole story. Because I obviously just had forgot about that whole that whole moment. How many years ago was that now? That was – that was two years ago. Two years two ago. Two years ago, yeah. And Declan went on. He's playing at X. Yeah. Playing at X now. So. Have uh, you talked to him since? Yeah. Uh, I or ran, run into him you at know all. What? I ran into him 
when I, I ran into him going down to the boardwalk, but it was a quick, hey, how are you? Yeah. Um, so like, I definitely he, interviewed that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He knows. Yeah. yeah. And him and a couple other guys from uh, from around the local hockey yeah. scene. Yeah. I can remember, you know, it's 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 crazy because being around East Link for five years now. Yeah. I've known kids through Major Midget and then maybe MHL and Q and yeah. like now seeing them. In the NHL, Drake Batherson's a, f- a great example of that. That's like, what I was just gonna say. Yeah. Like the the even the guys that you say you interview them in high school, and then all of a sudden they make that major midget jump, and then they're a sleeper and they get drafted to the queue. It's kind of like, wow! Like yeah. I watched that kid or that player right from this day, mm-hmm. you know, where his chances weren't that great, and then now, like and like you said, Batherson was a prime example. What he played oh. major midget or junior A here or something? Junior ba- A, in the yeah. Valley? He yeah. was in Valley Junior A for yeah. his 16 year. Right, a small then, kid. Yeah, he just you know grew exponentially mm. and yeah took off in cape breton it was so great to see him and ha- him have success and yeah. and the know. unconventional way too yep which is way bigger and that just paves the way for other players mm-hmm. i love that uh, like i said that's another that's another feel yeah. good story i love them yeah i love them now the, the one of the other parts i love about drake is the fact that his his grandfather matt also works security at center 200 so every oh time no we every time we're down doing an eagles game I get my update on Drake, and I get my update on his sister May at Syracuse. <laughs> Gotta use your yeah, resources, yeah, Syracuse, eh? yeah, 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 I got yeah, to talk. Yeah. I got to talk to him, and we have, a, you know, we have a great, good old chat every time I get to see him. My great uncle used to play hockey with him way back when, so yeah. it's always, I'm always happy to run into, uh, run into to Matt at the at the rink. So it's crazy yeah. how the connections in this part of the world just kind of mm-hmm. just help uplift you. It's like, oh yeah, I know this guy's uncle. This is what he does, and maybe he can help you out with this position. Yeah, and okay, come on. It's, in. it's one thing that we've learned with this business is is making sure that the people who you know and the perp, the people who you meet, you know, you treat them with respect. Even if someone comes up to you and says, hey, like I'm a, I'm a fan, and you just kind of want to get away and go do something else, you always take the time and say, hey, thanks, I appreciate that. Because you never know, down the line, that could be someone's uncle, and that guy can get you an interview with this person. Like it, it's one thing I took for granted at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. Just when someone said, "Hey, I love the, I love what you're doing," I just said thanks and kind of shied away. But now I really try to go, "Thank you, man." What What do you like about us? What What's What are we doing that that makes you a what fan? What do you think we could change? What do you, exactly? Yeah. Like I, I always try to do yeah. that now. It goes back to being a good dude. It honestly, it goes it back does. to being a good dude. Yeah, Absolutely. I just never ever pictured myself being a good dude. You know? <laughs> That's all. That's why it was hard for me. I don't know, man. Cecil t- said some good stories, so you're all right. Cecil, <laughs> Cecil my man, right. Cecil. Yeah. That's Holy. pretty good because I'm pretty ruthless when he's around because it's during sports. So, because he he was with the Halifax for a long That's time, right? right? Yeah. And he, I think my his last two years were my. F- I was really young when I first started playing for the dry. Mm-hmm. So this was all kind of new for me. It was all adults yeah. and stuff. Like they drank beer after the games, which obviously yeah. I like, but it was yeah. just kind of like, I don't know. But Cecil was always, uh, he was always heard. Yeah, I'll oh. say that. And now he uh, announces a lot of the games and stuff, and he's the only yeah. guy in the league, other than the Dartmouth guy, that can announce or pronounce my name. Yeah. So I love Cecil. I always give him the time of day. Cecil's he kind of is one of those pioneers in this business around here as well. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. with the Harp Sports Land and all that stuff, so. Yeah, I definitely give C, so I'm glad he, he speaks highly of yeah. me because it goes both ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and mean, you talk about Harv Sportsland. Again, that's that's a show that was with East Link for 20-some years. I Harv. always remember watching them. I everyone, loved it. Oh, yeah. Everyone was I, everyone loved Harv, and everyone that, that was the show for local sports. And that desk? Know? They're all sitting yeah. up there on the desk. and Because they, they, it kind of had like that TSN Sportsnet appeal, but then they were talking about university sport. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, whoa, okay. Like these, it's, it's, it's like a studio, like a set. Just on TV talking yeah. about it was just such like, wow. a foreign thing, you thought, right? Like, oh, my God, they're talking about us, even though the program was based here. 
Yeah, right? it was cool. It was really cool. And and again, like I I don't want to I don't want to harp on like the CTV CBC's globals because they do their thing. Yeah. But there's so like I was at a I was having an interview with a a news director for one of the channels. He's like, well, you know, if they want sports, they'll turn on TSN. It's like, well, they're not going to talk about the Bearcats on TSN. That's not the answer they're, we want. They're, yeah. they're not. They're not. You know, the major midget kids. They're not going to be talked on TSN. No. You know, there's all kinds of good s- local sports stories. You think about Ellie Black. You think about, yes. you know, yeah. I'm, I've got an interview lined up this weekend with uh, Jake Sanford. Yeah. Drafted, nice. drafted the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, from Nova Scotia. Like, that's, right. you know, where's uh, yeah. CTVs and the Globals? And the they CBCs? did the one thing out of game. He was he threw out the opening pitch, and that was yeah. what we seen from them. And in fairness, I get that they're – They've got a lot of resources sunk into news, oh, and yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on. So they have and to, the people want that yep, shit exactly. And <laughs> so they got to spread it out. They got to you know they've got a, a set time, but that's where we'll come in and try to fill those gaps. But yeah. do you not find that? I mean, what? obviously we're just coming into this game, and I yep. know myself. But do you not find that the talent around here now is like is booming essentially, massive, like bigger than it's ever been, or maybe it's just more on blast. I don't know, but it just no, feels to me it's like booming. every year there's an NHL draft pick or like. You know, a, a Nova Scotian or whatever goes first round in the Q draft. Whereas when we played, if you were even considered in the first round, it was insane, right? Well, that's, you know, and I've I've thought about that where you, you have the Q coming in 94. So 94 to 2000 was kind of where things started taking off with the Q. But mm-hmm. I think about my buddies that played Gene's Experts back in 98. What would have happened if they were playing major midget hockey in this era where there's, you know, you have, you have 13 Nova Scotians yeah. on a, on a Q team yeah. where before it was like, okay, you've got four, maybe some kids get called into practice every once in a while, mm-hmm. but everyone else from Quebec and then you'll have a couple, you'll have your two euros. Yeah. Your imports. Yeah. It's so a great thing. Yeah. It's, it's a, a great it's thing. awesome. And now at the, one point Quebec didn't even it, take. Nova no. Scotians or anything like that, right? No, and now they, yeah, now that tide has turned. But that's, you know, that's hockey, basketball. We've had national champions in under fifteen and under seventeen. Yep. You got Lindell Wigginton doing his thing. He's, you know, with the <laughs> Iowa Wolves. Yeah, he's yeah, with Iowa, yeah, yeah. Gonna, the yeah. Hopefully, going to get called up to Minnesota soon. Hope so. That would be fantastic. You know. Yeah. Um, Kellen Tynes is the next kid coming up from around here. He's What's his going, name? Kellen Tynes. Kellen Tynes. Yeah. Where's he we, play out of right now? He's going to be playing at Montana. Okay. Uh, oh, in wow. first year NCAA. Wow. Where's he from? This season. He's from, uh, he played one year at Auburn and then went up to Ross A. Netherwood. I love hearing that. So, yeah. And there's, yeah, that's going to be a kid you're going to hear a lot about. Him. But even, you know, Jake Sanford and you've got kids, uh, I forget his name now, but kid that played at Dartmouth High football and then went played a couple years Juco. CFL. Now the CFL, third overall. Here's my like it's one yeah, thing that, that, that eats away yeah. at me because this kid he did get drafted and some guy messaged us saying like you know you guys should be called high button hockey not high button sports because we didn't even know about it and and, and that's one thing dudes that I still want to get better at is yeah you know why don't we have a soccer department why don't we have a football why don't we have a basketball what's one thing like it seems like whenever you're covering a sport you're able to somewhat have a great basis or a knowledge mm-hmm. on the sport how do you like how how do you vary to go into a sport and, and how like, do you okay and, and how do you balance it well. 
you know, for, for myself, if I'm hosting, <clears throat> I know going in, I'm going to interview one, two, three kids. So you know before? Yeah. Okay. I'll know before. Okay. And then also, if I'm going into, you know, if I'm going into a football game, I mean, I've got a, I've got my football background. Do you? The sport that, the, hockey was the hardest sport for me to kind of adapt to in broadcast. See, it's opposite for us. Yeah. That's, cool. oh, that's, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. I was, you know, I was a peewee hoser. And that was, I was like, all right, that's done. I'm going <laughs> yeah, on. I'm, dreams over. I'm playing football. And then I was announcing basketball for the longest time. So okay. then we get called into East Link and Dan's going to the Montreal Canadiens. Mavs, have you called hockey? I called a couple games of Iceman Atlantic in the summer with a buddy who was still half drunk after England played in the World Cup. So, <laughs> yes. That yeah. Counts? yeah. So, and they're like, oh, and you'll be working with Ryan Hillier. It's his first time doing color as well, so best of luck to you. Here's the cue, and yes. we did a couple games. There's no better way to be to exactly. learn, right, than to be just thrown, thrown to the wolves. Yeah. Thrown in. They brought in Chris Abbott, and he took over that spot at that point, and yeah. he's doing he's doing good stuff up in Hamilton now and doing his thing. But yeah, yeah, it was. It's really as you say, but going into that, yeah, you get a knowledge of what you need to know in the sport, and you get a lay in the land, but it's also coming from talking to people, yeah. talking to officials and coaches, yeah. really, because they're going to give you, they're going to give you the lowdown and a on, good, honest. Yeah, exactly. You, one thing I've I've found, I'm sure you guys find as well, you go talk to a coach about their team, they'll talk for an hour if they have the time, because there is nothing they love more than to talk about their team. That's very true. And mm-hmm. you can find out all you can about. And you don't kids. even, it's I, not even digging, I, you know what I mean? You're just yeah. genuinely interested in the team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's, I didn't even have thought about that. Talk to the coach about it. Yeah. It yeah. Is, I'd rather, it, it is more fun to talk to the coach. Than, it, don't get me wrong, it's great to talk to the player, but talking to a coach, if you want some actual insight on the game and the team, yeah. you get a lot of information. And they see everything That's a good too, point. Right? Yeah. yeah. When you, yeah, you sit down with a coach, like Tim Boyce. Yeah. We'll go and talk to Tim for a bit, and we're good to go. And even like if I'm interviewing a kid, it's like, well, you know, I major midget's not a good example for this. High school <clears throat> basketball is a great example for this. Okay. Because we will roll into a gym and we are we'll have a roster for one team. Another coach is writing down the roster for us that that day. It's like, "Oh, sorry, I forgot to email at India." I'm like, "All right. <laughs> so we know uh three of these kids from provincial ball. What can you tell us about both these kids and uh who are we going to highlight? Okay, I'm going to interview this kid. Yeah. What what should I know about him?" And then you just kind of go from there, have your pre-interview, and then That's then roll out. But especially like when we go in for for calling a game, it's kind of just trying to find out find out what we can on the fly, and yeah. then That's good advice. It's, it's so good. when you the 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 first times you were calling games, because mm-hmm. we I literally and you literally the first time we ever dabbled in that was last year in the Ice Jam, mm-hmm. and it was on a whim. This year I knew I was doing it, like calling the game. Yeah. Did you try and like? Did you have a, like a week to prepare, or was sometimes you were just thrown to the wolves? And what was the things that you tried to like learn about the players? Because as I did the the commentary, I mm-hmm. found that my notes weren't that effective because it was hard to work it into the actual broadcasting of the game. So I was like, all that pre work that I did was almost a waste. Well, it's you know that first game with the with the hey the first game with Rainman, yeah. my first ever play by play experience. It was uh, about a week, and then it was just making just making sheets, whatever I can. But I come from, you know, sitting at a table and doing PA announcing for seven years. Yeah. Right. So I got the rhythm and flow of basketball. And that's the one thing with play-by-play is once you got the rhythm of a sport, you're able to call it. There's, yeah. a, there's a winner and a loser. 
you have the rhythm and you're just able to hit the notes, yeah. that's that's a real that, good way that, to, to put it. That that works for it. I wanted to talk yeah. about wrestling. Yeah, I want to jump in there. That, how do you call it wrestling? That's how that's you, that's where I was just about. To yeah, go you to. love your wrestling. Love my wrestling. If so, there's one thing I know about you, it's that. New Japan <laughs> again. That was that was being a good dude combined with dumb luck combined with preparation and opportunity all yeah all coming together at the right time like just a shocking amount of and you know what it's a a prime example i had a a guy who was with us ian morrison and he was on a mat leave contract for a manager at eastlink and a bit of advice he gave to to me was you never know what they're going to say on the other end of the phone so you might as well ask so sent the, you know, Shit. through all kinds of, through an email and all, you know, it all worked out to the fact yeah. that I'm going to call wrestling in Japan. And I was what, you know, I was a big fan of it for the, for the numerous years. So I know a lot of the moves and I spent a lot of time, like I was watching YouTube videos of top 10 moves of Yoshinobu Kanemaru. And so I'm watching all kinds of, like, I'm just, all right. And I'm making all my notes, making all my notes, jotting all my stuff down. I had a big binder of everything, everything I had to know about it. And then (laughs) first match I've ever, you know, first match I call with New Japan, there's with New Japan, it's called the Young young Lion Dojo System. So what they will do is the younger wrestlers that are coming up, they know the basics. They know a, a handful of moves that they're allowed to do in the ring. And they all wear the same black tights, the same black boots so i have like a, a six-man tag match and it's six japanese young lions all, all the same thing all in the same thing and it's just and like, doing the same moves all yeah so oh I, and, and so i'm calling and 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 again and i'm sitting <laughs> next to lanny poffo who's macho man's brother and he's what? he's kind of he's he had his struggles in 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 doing color so we tried to work very very much with him <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it was just, okay, so just calling the matches and, you know, calling what I'm seeing on the monitor. Yeah. And that's the hardest part. Well. Yeah. Another hard part is I got a monitor here. The ring's right there and yeah. it's the best seat in the house, but I am trying my best to yeah. stare at this monitor and call what's on the screen. Is that what, are you supposed to look at the monitor? Yeah. Yeah. So. Really? But I'm, I'm just caught like, oh my God. I would have thought that it would have been the opposite. Like yeah. if you have a better seat. No, than well, the monitor, but why? Why? Why is it? It's, you're you're calling you're you're putting you're putting the notes to what's on the screen. So if I'm talking about what's going on up in the orange bleachers in Corican, mm-hmm. but Tai Chi is is choking a guy with his microphone, and that's what's being seen on the monitor. Yeah. What I'm saying up there isn't making what sense what's on. That's what's what yeah. yeah. So what's yeah. Japan like? It's incredible. What's so yeah, incredible about it? Japan's there. incredible. I've been there six times, wow. and you know what? I've been, and again, I've been mostly to Tokyo. I went to Sapporo a little bit. Was in Yokohama for some some a few things, but yeah, it's 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 hard to explain. Try it's the people are friendly. It, there's massive amount of people. Yeah. It is the biggest city you will ever see in Tokyo. You go up in, in, in like. 40 stories and you're looking at an observation deck and all you see is just nothing but buildings everywhere subways go everywhere the food is amazing it's clean it's yeah and and yeah and then i'm over there doing wrestling so 
Do they call uh, you the East Link guy in Japan too? They don't. Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, he's, he's, you know what? I will say there was one. There's one guy who came up to me last time I was in Japan in was in January. I'm wearing my sport coat. He's like, ah, ah, and then he grabs. I want to stand up for the camera. <laughs> He reaches in and grabs my guy and goes, oh, poil, 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 poil. Like, yeah, <laughs> got it for the yeah, yeah, I'm fat in Japan. I know. I'm very fat. That's one thing. They just started making T-shirts for it. Yeah. Just like, oh, you're fat. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Oh, You're not going to grab Kevin Kelly by the guy. I don't know that. But, uh, yeah, that was one thing. But uh, it's just, again, it's another world. So, yeah. Uh, that's to, unreal. But to call wrestling, again, one of the things with New Japan is we don't know. We're not going to know what's going to happen. They yeah. keep us separate from from everything, so okay. it's not building an anticipation yeah. to a moment that might or might not happen. Wow! So it spontaneous. Is, right? it, oh, well. that's it, probably it, better it, for it, you anyway. Yeah, and yeah. you're just you know, for me, it's calling it like a sport. So when you go over there, how long are you there at a time? I'll be over there. It just depends. Like I went over, I'll go over if it's in the if it was in the East Link season. Yeah. I'll go over for a couple days. Yeah. and wow. then fly back. A couple days. And but. There, I've been over. I was over there once. Uh, my second time over there was with, with to go visit the girlfriend. Yeah, I was there for a month. So <sighs> yeah, and I was joking with mom and dad. I was like, I spent. I woke up more mornings in Tokyo than in Cape Breton this year. So, <laughs> but uh, that's a good little feat. Yeah, hey? it was. You'll take feat. that any day Absolutely. of the week. Oh no. man. But uh, yeah, it's so it's yeah. as I say, and they're doing things the right way there with wrestling, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. You might have some people that like that enjoyed wwe still enjoy wwe yeah new japan again goes back to the sports presentation right now they're in the midst of a 32 wrestler single elimination bracket style tournament wow they're also doing the one big event to get people into new japan it's the g1 climax which is two pools of 10 and it's just like a it's a round robin where the winners of each pool face off to win the tournament, so it's it's very sports oh, based. It's very, wow. and that's and so it adds that competition. Exactly, it's not like the Gaga you see with with what you see over, over here in North America. It's a different style altogether. Interesting. So, yeah, that's my that's my New Japan pitch or my Stardom pitch, which is the women's wrestling. So I yeah. I have to ask about WrestleMania though, because okay. anytime I ask, yep. anytime I talk to my cousin. Uh, Loves wrestling. Yeah. And anytime we ever talk about it, he always brings up WrestleMania. It's the greatest thing in the world. I've seen, like, pictures and videos of it. What What is it about WrestleMania that just has everyone's imagination? It really is. It's the Super Bowl of wrestling, man. That's what it it's is. The the Super they do it in a football stadium, they don't do it, they? They do it in the football stadium. Now, they're running a, they're running a couple of their big shows in football stadiums yeah. now or in baseball stadiums. Like, it was, it was around, I think it was Mania 17 – which is one of the best manias ever. They ran the Houston Astrodome. Why is it the best ever? Uh, that was uh, Rock Stone Cold as the main event. Oh, there so was, it was the people. Yeah, yeah. And you had, you had, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had um, I think it was Angle Benoit. You had the first ever triple threat TLC match with the Dudleys, the Hardys. The Hardys. And uh, Edge and Christian. So there's yeah it's just it's just kind of the pinnacle WrestleMania, but then they started all they do is they're like, well we were running, we were running TD Garden and getting eighteen thousand, 
we ran Houston Astrodome, we had 70,000. And then it started going from there and there. Like this year, 70,000. Yeah. wrestling in front of 70. Yeah. Imagine just being in being being in, in being, anywhere. Oh, 70. yeah, 70,000. Yeah. Not right now. No. That's well, that was the <laughs> yeah. thing. Like the plan was go Mania weekend and work uh, New Japan. Uh, the Young Lion or the New Japan USA tour. You were planning on doing that this I, year. I oh. was going to be well. I was going to be there because they had a show that weekend. Yeah. So they're like, "Well, I'll fly in Thursday, and you can stick around for a couple days." Like, yes, yes, Absolutely. I will. I, I will stick to. around for a couple days, <laughs> yeah. hang out with yeah. a couple of my wrestling buddies I hadn't seen from down Long Island. But uh, yeah, Corona, thir- Corona's put the. But again, if if that's the worst that happens to me, hey, we'll take it. You that's know? you know. Yeah, it, the, we've yeah. yeah. I don't know. You hate to put it in pers- to perspective, but if like if this is the worst thing that's gonna happen to me in my lifetime, I always say that. Worst like, things hey, happen to better well, people all look, the time. You know what? Look again. Look around you. Would exactly. you have, Would you have had the time to do this? No. Nope. No, not at all. You made the time work for you. Yeah. There's a lot of people. A lot of people that thought, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Netflix and I'm gonna. Yeah. Just do nothing. Do nothing. Yeah, There's a lot of other people that made time work well, for that. Well, trust me, there was times where I was like, at the very beginning, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not even going to the mailbox to check my mail. I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, all right, I got to leave to go get groceries. And then that's when you start to get a little bit more comfortable with what you can get away with. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, keep pushing. Yeah. I found the one thing that, that Corona did to us was it helped us kind of evaluate ourselves you know what i mean like yeah we were both to do all this shit and it all got shut down but it wasn't just us that got shut down right because that was the one thing we always said to each other yeah we got fucked over here but it not just us like you guys east link you're and you yourself had to miss out on a ton of stuff yeah and that's pe- people viewing that the viewers now miss out on all that stuff but the one thing we were able to do was kind of sit down we yeah we did this we kind of painted a picture of where we want to be and what we want to do and we were able to sit down and talk about it in depth because we had the time yeah we didn't have the time to look back and evaluate what we were doing and we look at all f- of our content and went okay well we can fix things here we can here's what we're good at here's yeah. what we can do better at and we had the time to do it so yeah it messes things up and you know y- you wish it didn't happen but it, it's it happens to everybody it right hap- it's, we're all in the same boat yeah and that's and that's the other thing if you're taking a look at like right now east link within this whole thing it's like we didn't have any sports so what do we do? We just showed all the retro sports. I we love that. We just started showing all kinds of stuff. Probably and just as popular. Yeah, you know? absolutely. People love it's reminiscing, man. Big time. Memories are big for people, especially yeah. memories like that. Yeah, nostalgia. I mean, we had yeah. the first Raptors game on, like, from the uh, Metro Center when they played the Sixers. We had that on our— Was Vince Carter at that game? No. They never was, played the big dogs no, in Halifax. Yeah, yeah, no, that was that was a little before Vince oh, Carter. Oh, before so Vince Carter. Was, well, that was, like, Damon Stoudemire. Okay. And— the taking the tip for the Sixers was uh, Sean Bradley, seven foot six Sean wow. Bradley. So I didn't, I didn't even know they played here. Yeah, that was oh. the first ever Raptors game ever. Like at like, the Metro Center, like preseason, I should say again, preseason yeah. basketball. The first time the Raptors have taken the court as a basketball team from Toronto was at the Halifax Metro Center. No, now, there's way. a fun fact that yeah. we would have not had had you not come in. That's today. crazy. Yeah. And Isaiah Thomas, general manager at the time, did an interview with Cecil Wright that game. No way. And Cecil, Cecil, to his credit, didn't say anything about the Boston Celtics, which yep. is God. shocking because or the Red Sox or the Red Sox. But yeah, no, Isaiah Thomas was <laughs> or the, his no. was his the love of his Bruins. I always hear one yeah. Rick. Uh, <laughs> were, you, were you at that game? I wasn't. I was back in Cape Breton. So oh, okay. again, yeah, but that that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that was the first ever Raptors game was in was in Halifax. That's good stuff. Uh, yeah, I want to ask you a question completely off the top of my head. Just Yo. hit me now. Can you? What would be the most embarrassing interview that you've done Ooh. on TV? Okay, on maybe TV. it was a thing you said, or 
I know, like, you, you know, Man. you're, you're uh, uh. a unique character, and that's why everybody loves you, right? Yeah. So that's like, don't don't give me something like you wore an orange suit or yeah. something like that. Maybe I'm you fired it on camera or something <laughs> like that. I'm trying right? to think of something <laughs> that I did. Oh, man. Hmm. Or maybe did you ever swear on camera by accident? I, I uh, yeah, I, I've, I've threw out a, whereas I was doing play-by-play on the Loney Bowl, and <laughs> it was like 38-7. And they sent out the field goal unit. I'm like, uh, they're going, I mean, well, shit. And then I'm like, all right, I said it. So Bill, our audio tech, he still has that save for sure. So, yeah, I, de- I definitely I definitely said shit on the air. Well, shit. Well, shit. Um, You're like, oh, shit. I'm trying to think. One of the best ones for that, though, um, one, I got Nikolai Ehlers uh, saying fuck on the air. So that was good. Nice. That was good. That's he a big said, moment. We want to fucking win. And I'm like, and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm in the game. And the other one was oh oh no what's his name from the max ian watt ian uh, watt ian, ian. ian watt okay and again we edited it we edited it out but uh yeah he's just given he's given the answers and the same so as this is like is. A, a intermission this is intermission okay live and i'm asking what he wants to do in the summer and he's you know and it's like oh yeah we just, we just want to fucking win oh and i'm like and i'm like and I just stop him and I go, yeah, Ian, you know, maybe on the summer you want to get some media training in there. He's like, yeah, yeah, good, 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 good time as well. So we maybe had, you want to get some media we had, training. We added that out as well. But again, it's those those kids and that was. Those are the unreal. ones that are comfortable. Exactly. That's what and it I is. Had, you know, he's a great kid. That, you know. Watt, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. got to yeah. know him too. He yeah. was, at the Telus Cup. We met him. Yeah. There, there was definitely a reason why he was wearing the captain. I'll Very say that much. for sure. You Very Because, I mean, we got to hang out with them in the Telus Cup. We went on bus trips with them and their away trips or like their Odings or whatever. And, yeah, yeah they were, I mean. But it just comes back to, you know, who you know. Like, if we didn't know Timmy Boyce and Fuji. You know, who's to say that we were allowed in that max room to film Timmy Boyce in a pregame speech, you exactly, know? Yeah. It, but it, like, it comes back to being a good person. Yep. And what you said about you don't know what they're going to say on the other end of the phone, you so know. might as well find out. You never know. Instead yeah. of showing up, and I mean, granted, at Atlantic's we just showed up. We told Timmy, hey, we're going to be there. He was like, cool. But we never planned it. Mm-hmm. And that was it, right? So then we then we started going, hey, we're going to be here. It was like, yeah. you know, is this going to yeah. be cool? And that's what it is. It's, yeah. it's who you know, and I'll leave the, I'll leave the second part out. Yeah. Mavs. Mistakes. You got to come back on the podcast. Absolutely, you got to come back. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I'm I'm down for that for sure. All right, last minute of the podcast is yours. If you want to thank anyone, if you want to say to your landlord rent's going to be late or something, just tell them to let them know (laughs) now. You know what? I want to I want to thank you guys because what you guys are doing right now, and I I know I I started off at the at the top talk about how great this is, but what you guys are doing right now and putting putting a, a massive spotlight on local athletes and local sports and and even local culture is huge man i mean you guys and, and again you took your phone you started off with the camera I, I remember i think the first thing i saw was on the oval and you're interviewing oh, all yeah. the skaters and you're interviewing skaters and i was sitting there like that is that's exactly what to do right there and yeah. you guys have grown it and grown it and grown it man so yes coming from you you don't know how much that means maps thank oh, you thank and you. also yeah. well, i'll that. say something to you about you and the crew at eastlink for all the times that we feel like i don't know sometimes we feel at a place or we should be here yeah. you guys yeah. have always been the company or the people at that have always come up to us and made us feel comfortable and when people see us talking to you guys they're kind of like okay those guys are yeah. good and it's Mem-Cup literally has yeah. always been like that there hasn't been once where you guys have like turned the other cheek 
on us and be oh, like, yeah, okay, yeah. how you doing? See you later. Yeah. So thank you. Oh, yeah. It's it's not like us to you know as I say we got a, we got some good folks over there. So absolutely. Good. Yeah. Shout out to Shelly. Yeah. <laughs> Shelly Conrad. Shelly Conrad. That's Nosey's yeah. mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's a beauty. Yeah, Huge first first dad right there. Son right there. Yeah. I took a couple photos of uh, Nosey on the bench and something to Shelly that. If when he played for Victo? Yeah. When he's I still co- see when them he, all he, the time. Don't worry. When he's coaching Picto now. When he's uh, coaching. Oh, yeah. yeah. dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy how light shit goes. It is wild. You can't keep the boys out of the game, you know? No. And this is our way. But yeah, And that's, but yeah, and you know, I know we're probably over the minute. <laughs> but for these, for the kids that are young athletes now, and seeing that type of role model of getting back into the game as a coach or an official, that's huge. And especially <clears throat> as an official right now, and that's in all sports, if you're able to get in as a ref, yeah. you don't understand the potential you have to travel the world with this game. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, that's my biggest hope from refing is to travel. We'll end it on that. Yes, sir. All right, Mavs, dudes, belly. Everyone listening, thank you very much. We got to thank yourself sometimes. <laughs> we are out, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Mavs, you'll be back. A hundred percent. All right, hundred percent. All right, we're out. Peace, guys. Have a good day. Have a good weekend. See you later. When I wake up in the morning, love. Sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world's alright with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be Instead of me, always seems to know the way. Then I look at you, and the world's all right with me. Just one look at you, and I know it's gonna be a lovely day. to know